Hello, and welcome to The Mummer's Farce, the podcast about the visual production of HBO's Game of Thrones. I'm Kate Barry. I'm Dan Solberg. And we're back! Yep. It's been a few months. Actually, I should have done the math since we did our last one, but we were sort of pacing this out so we could kind of have that be at like a halfway point between Mm -hmm. that show and the previous show and then the premiere, but Mm -hmm. I think we're a little past it. Yeah. And we're about a month out from... April 14th, which Mm -hmm. is when the final season of Game of Thrones will be released, or at least the first episode. And we've got a trailer that's dropped recently. Pretty recently, like a week or two ago, something like that. And uh, a couple teasers and a little in the way of promotional material, but not too much. So we want to go over that stuff today. Yeah. And then also do a bunch of predictions and maybe present y'all with some, some fun options for doing your own predictions too. Yes. Yes, I'm excited about that. So I guess we'll start from the beginning. There have been two teasers. The first one was almost zero information. Right. This was the one that was kind of like maybe sort of the painted table Mm -hmm. of sorts, but it's all kind of done and it's all dark and uh, hard to kind of see what's happening. And it's very close close ups of a, a number of the little... Would you call them tokens? Or what would you refer to the little icons that they have on the board yeah, there? They're like sculptures of the sigils of the yeah. three big houses that still are left. And so those are kind of placed on the board, as we've seen a number of the battle commanders do throughout the years, either on their own little maps or the painted table itself. Mm-hmm. And it's basically ice comes from the north, fire comes from the south, and sort of consumes them all. The ice and fire meets in the middle, and it kind of forms this almost like wall sort of thing of seemingly dragon glass. Mm-hmm. And I think the only other thing of, well, the things of note are, are that it makes dragon glass in the middle. Is that signifying anything, or is that just, hey, this is a neat thing to have these two things clash together? Right. A sort be- of chemical reaction right. that's also magic. Yeah. But the the lion gets consumed in flame. Yeah. And so... That may be something if we're speculating Cersei as the seat of the Lannisters essentially getting, perhaps either getting torched by dragon fire or igniting the city in wildfire as has potentially been speculated. Yeah, I was thinking the sort of conventional understanding of ice and fire is Jon and Daenerys is Mm -hmm. sort of of the north and the Targaryens, but they've really been trying to force that fire association on Cersei, right? Mm -hmm. She, She blew up the Great Sept. And there are other clues that she she will burn down the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting that they, even though Daenerys is sort of the obvious choice for being associated with fire, they seem to be having that be more emblematic of Cersei. Right. Cersei has a lot going on, of course, but I think one angle of Cersei, as far as her being the ruler, is being a bit of a usurper of her own, sort mm-hmm. of like despite all the things that she disliked about Robert, that she sort of sees the throne from him, sees the throne from the faith, as it were. Mm-hmm. and Even from under her own son, really. Right. And is sort of like then also in defiance of well, the Targaryen dynasty and all that stuff, and they have their, their authentic dragon fire, and mm-hmm. she has her kind of pretender wildfire that mm-hmm. is very effective, mm-hmm. but, you know, is, is kind of unnatural in a sense. It has this green yeah. sort of like acidic kind of quality to it that it's like, not the real fire, mm-hmm. no, nonetheless effective, but um, there's something kind of, I don't, I'm, I guess phony, but not 
Fun, not phony yeah. in the sense that it's totally doesn't you know. It's like work the new fire. money of fire. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course the Lannisters are the sort of new money of uh-huh. money as well. Yeah, so. well it's green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're also we've talked about the Mad Queen and mm-hmm. she's sort of inheriting this also from the Mad King, who's the one who initially put the stores of wildfire under the city. So right. maybe it is all like she's inheriting the worst parts of the Targaryens. Right, and that was all, the Mad King's whole thing was like, there weren't any dragons Mm -hmm. left at that point, right? So is this sort of, you know, almost pathetic sort of attempt at like saying like, I am a, you know, a true Targaryen. I have this kind of legacy of fire, but it's all just like, you have to have these other people make it for you and, you know. And it's pointed out that Targaryens, or at least a Targaryen, I think they've mentioned it in the show as well as the book, that a Targaryen would drink wildfire thinking that they would become a dragon. So it's also, it is this sort of, Something that someone uses to fool themselves right. into feeling like a real dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little delusional, and not that it doesn't. Again, not that it doesn't have any power, but it's it's power from a different source. Mm-hmm. So that's the first trailer. That's kind of all there is to it. It's like, it's less than a minute mm-hmm. long. The second trailer, also pretty short, it's teaser, I guess, is mainly focused on John and Sansa and Arya mm-hmm. down in the crypts of Winterfell. In that one, they walk past a number of statues that are representative of fallen characters, fallen Starks. There's a Ned one, and there's kind of voiceover from previous seasons speaking to each character as they go past. And uh, Catelyn speaks to Sansa and... Lyanna. Lyanna, that's right, speaks to Arya, I think. Or is it the other way around? I think it may be the other way around, but it's sort of, I think they're edited so that John, Sansa, and Arya walk separately, but they pass all the same mm. statues. The theme of that one, other than being in the crypts, which I think may foreshadow something else that's going to happen in the show, mm. seems to be reminding the audience about John and mm. that his mother was actually Lyanna Stark and that his father was Rhaegar. No, yeah, Rhaeg- Rhaegar. Ra- oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say Rhaegar. I was like, his father was uh, Danny's dragon. <laughs> um, but... Sort of to like, there's the the things that Liana says is her entreating uh, Ned to keep John safe. Catelyn talks about that all the terrible things that happened to the Starks are because she could not be a good adopted mom to John. And then Ned tells John that you may not have my name, but you have my blood. So that's all about his parentage. Mm-hmm. I think we all, I don't know, maybe I don't know if people needed reminders or not. Yeah, but. I'm not sure either. <laughs> um, they 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 are leaning into that. There's even the. One of the focal points of the trailer is the feather mm-hmm. that Robert placed in the hands of the Liana statue that falls to the ground and ultimately is is frozen over and in a sense kind of saying like the whole Robert's rebellion was a bit of a farce because it was under a false pretense, mm-hmm. which they do mention in the, the season seven. I just rewatched the season seven stuff. So somebody literally says like Robert's rebellion was for nothing. Um, <laughs> it was under or it was based on a lie. And so that's that's kind of saying like, well, yes. So this is then getting frozen over because the White Walkers are coming, and here's actually like a real, a real threat, and not something that's sort of just made up and uh, can get blown away mm-hmm. by by the wind. Here, it's interesting in a sense, but not unprecedented, I guess, for the show that they have a uh, statue of Catelyn in the crypts. Doesn't seem like that would normally be the case. Someone who sort of marries into the Starks and not actually a uh, born as a Stark doesn't seem like they would potentially be buried there but i don't know i don't know and uh, it's hard to speculate because 
in the books, there's very intentionally a perversion of mm-hmm. the burial rites of people from Catelyn's area of Westeros. And so it's it's hard to make any sort of analogy mm-hmm. into the show because they've just ignored it. Yeah. Oh, we mentioned, we didn't mention like mm-hmm. the reveal is that each John, Sansa, and Arya see their own burial That's statues right. in, in the crypt. Yeah. And that would then potentially have a little bit of a different significance for each character, depending on you know, where they're coming from here. Uh, I, I think you could read into it. I think on, on its face, all we're talking about is, hey, you have to face your own potential death mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. sort of turn around and prevent that from happening. And I think when we get to the next trailer, you know, Arya has certain sort of sentiments that she feels about death and death is a sort of like faceless man and the outward representation of death in various forms. John having died already and also not technically being like, Again, kind of marrying into the Starks, uh, being a Targaryen. And Sansa, you know, is the one who's, yeah, Sansa would probably be at the crypt. <laughs> she is buried in the crypts for sure. She's, yeah. Uh, but then they also turn to face the White Walkers and, um, or presumably, they, the, the frost and the cold mm-hmm. is coming into the crypts. And uh, John and Arya draw their swords and Sansa is just like going to tough it out. Just I'm going to talk him down. Yeah, <laughs> I'll use my wit and uh-huh. political strategy. Mm-hmm. So that's a sort of that Valar Margulis, I think, for this season, that it's like everyone will everyone will potentially die. There's right. like the risk of everyone dying. I also think that it's um, suggested in the trailer, and then also it's just one of those um, theories that's floating around, is that it's possible that the people buried in the Stark crypts may mm-hmm. be turned into whites or white walkers will sort of rise and that that will be a place that it will be again sort of a desecration that it's like the the Stark dead will not stay dead mm-hmm. in maybe a helpful way like but probably not we don't know it, yeah it, it could be uh end of the Lord of the Rings kind of the dead come and save the day sort of thing but I would hope that George well I know George isn't technically writing this but I would hope they don't go quite that literal with the the Lord of the Rings analogies, because they have been careful in using them, but not directly or not mm-hmm. like exactly the same. Or and it would potentially subverting them sometimes. Right. It would seem like a pretty decent uh, Game of Thrones subversion to be like, oh, no, your own dead won't help you. Right. <laughs> they'll they'll eat you just like anyone else yeah. <laughs> or not eat or tear you apart. I guess we don't see that they eat them. Mm-hmm. They're not total zombies. <laughs> yeah. So that that actually kind of leads us into the first trailer proper pretty well because the crypts are still a big component of this and of course death is looming large over everything which is kind of uh, ironic in a way because the the kind of the hashtag promotion for the season is for the throne and it doesn't really make sense uh when you consider it's really like how many people are going to die not like who's going to sit the throne at the end right i i think that that's sort of besides the point we'll see maybe Mm -hmm. maybe that will end up we, I mean, we talked a little bit about the confusion. I was certainly confused. I always thought that the battles were sort of going in ascending importance mm-hmm. and that maybe that the battle for King's Landing and the throne would have been decided before the battle between the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. They haven't done that. And so it makes me not care about the Aaron throne almost at all. But maybe they are, maybe that will still be important somehow. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't know how everything, like the order in which things are going to shake out. We know some things that will happen. We know there's going to be a big battle at Winterfell, which is really all this trailer 
gives us mm -hmm. a couple other little things. But, but they are playing it really tight to the chest. Yeah, for the most part, it's like, hey, you know how everybody was coming to Winterfell and how the White Walkers were arriving soon? Guess what? There's going to there's gonna be a clash. It's still happening. People are still arriving. Yeah. So that's, that's the, the thrust of this trailer offers us that information. Mm -hmm. We see a number of characters that we know arriving there, some people who have been there and are coming back, like Daenerys and Jon, sort of arriving, kind of coming full circle to the way that Robert and company arrived uh, in the first episode of the whole series. Jamie is there. Brienne is there. Jorah's there. Davos is there, I think. I think Davos is there. All the the Varys, Starks that yeah. were, all, you know, Sansa and Arya, they're all kind of they were there already. We didn't see Tyrion, did? I'm sure he's there, but I don't think I don't were think there any we shots saw of, much him? of him. I think we might have seen a shot of him, but mm. I don't know. I don't recall seeing too much of him. Mm -hmm. I think he's there, but mostly these are shots of people looking on to an opposing force that's about to arrive and they're about to clash in battle with them. Except for the one shot of uh, Varys, who's down in the crypts mm -hmm. and seemingly akin to the Battle of Blackwater scene where Cersei and Sansa and the ladies of the court were huddled somewhere in the Red Keep downstairs or wherever it was safe mm -hmm. while the battle raged ahead uh, over overhead. So maybe a similar kind of parallel going on here. There's also a, the beginning sequence is Arya running from something right. or someone. In the crypts. And that's that's a contrast to what her voiceover says at the time, which is sort of like, I'm eager to see this like new face of death, seemingly meaning the Night King, mm -hmm. potentially. That's definitely the way that it's sort of set up here. Mm -hmm. But she's terrified. Yeah. And so it's, it, I think that was one of the real points of intrigue of this trailer, which otherwise is, again, pretty much perfunctory. Like, we would expect these things to be part of the show going forward. But that's like... Wow, what's Arya has not had that kind of an expression since? Well, I guess she was running from the wave. She kind of looked that way, but like, right? She's R very confident in R general, right? And had, especially with her murder, assassination, whatever, favor of killing Littlefinger, she seems mm -hmm. totally self possessed. And you're right that there's such a, a huge contrast between her sort of the things that she says about being interested to see this incarnation of death that. So pe some people think that maybe it will be the faceless men trying to get her. Mm -hmm. Who knows if that would scare her so much. Or that maybe it's a white, but it's someone she recognizes. That would yeah. be particularly horrifying. Yeah, I, that could definitely be the case. It's more personal than that. And not mm -hmm. just like the visceral sort of violence of it that she knows is coming. That mm -hmm. seems unlikely to shock her in that way. But if it was your best friend mm -hmm. or, or a parent or someone else that might... Right just be too too horrifying mm -hmm. to, to handle other than that we have john a lot of shots of john and daenerys with the dragons mm -hmm. either walking to them it's heavily speculated and almost certain that john will ride the other dragon and that they will kind of fight things together mm -hmm. on on dragon back and i think the number of shots where they have us like seeing the connection between two and two two dragons two people almost seems inevitable yeah I think that's true. There are a couple of shots of Cersei. She's sort of alone, though, except with Kyburn, mm -hmm. And I think the mountain may be in the background. Yeah, I think so. Isolated, um, looking smug, but also drinking a lot. So mm -hmm. her, like, pretty much her MO now. <laughs> and she's got a little bit of a new outfit on. It's pretty similar to what she's had on before. And it's got a little bit of the, the metal shoulder pads, which mm -hmm. I was just kind of, I don't know if there's something to it, but like, they have almost kind of like the metalwork has almost kind of like a lacy sort of yeah. feel to it. And I didn't know that, but the uh, 
The White Walker armor has a little bit of a lacy thing going on, too, on mm. the shoulder kind of, I don't know what you would call the things. It's, they're not shoulder pads. Epaulets? Are they no, epaulets? but that has more to do with a sign of rank. Whatever the shoulder pointy things yeah. sticking out are. Yeah. It's, it's a little kind of like mesh sort of like look into it. There's, I mean, there's a slight visual parallel there, but mm-hmm. Cersei's are, are pretty different. Anyway, she's armored as usual. She's been getting kind of more and more armored and battle ready, as it were, as time goes on. Not, not actual battle ready, but like fashion battle ready. Yeah, symbolically. <laughs> and then we also see some shots of the Golden Company coming over Correct. on Euron's ships. And but, who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, we don't get anything else about that. Just that, hey, here they are. Mm-hmm. That guy is probably Harry Strickland. Yeah. <laughs> and we knew who played him, but it wasn't someone I recognized, right? No, Didn't they announce the actor's name? Yeah, that, that was one of the early kind of casting reveals. It was like, oh, they're going to have you know, somebody actually cast as Harry Strickland. But mm-hmm. they're probably not going to lean into too much of that book characterization anyway. So it's just a guy. A guy. Yeah. And other than that shot of Euron's ships, no sign of Greyjoys. So right. we don't see, that I recall... Uh, we definitely don't see any Yara or Euron. I don't think we even see any Theon. I didn't think so, but it could be the back of his head somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that they are just off doing their own thing and they're not at the battle for Winterfell, which could be, uh, I don't know, interesting to have like a kind of a B plot going on when the A plot seems to have like 90% of the characters in it. Yeah. And I mean, they're better on on water, obviously, than mm-hmm. on land. But it would have been interesting, and they might do it just because it would be interesting to have Theon back at Winterfell one last time. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. Also, to see Bran again, that would be a big deal. Right. So that's that's what I have for the trailers and the teasers. Yeah, it got me pumped, but also they did not want to give anything away. Which is kind of all right with, you know. Sure. Oh, sure. And the only other thing that, that I saw in terms of promotional materials was, again, they have this For the Throne campaign, and they did uh, essentially these shots of, like, all of the major characters sitting on the Iron Throne with a little kind of quote from each one, and there's there's a bunch of them. There's the ones that you would expect, but they kind of do it for everybody to the point where, like, some of them seem a little silly. <laughs> what was your favorite? Like, well, they have Bran sitting on the Iron Throne, uh, and his quote here is just, I'm the three-eyed raven now, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Davos on the Iron Throne saying we have to fight and we need to do it together. I just don't see Davos sitting on the throne at all, or Grey Worm for that matter. As much as I like Grey Worm, yeah. it just doesn't seem like something he would... Jorah? <laughs> uh, Melisandre? Maybe if they're the only people left alive. Yeah. Uh, Sam? <laughs> Yeah, that would be a surprise. <laughs> I think Sam will get into it, but I think Sam is definitely somebody who will survive this season as the author analog here that tells the story of the whole thing. I think he will survive to tell the story. Yeah, I think I also realized uh, there's something, it's a really short little snippet of dialogue um, with Bran saying that everything you've done has brought you here. And I think he's talking to Sam and he may be revealing um, Sam's the death of Sam's brother and father. And there's also been some speculation. Um, if you remember in the last season, Sam stole his family's ancestral blade, Hardsbane. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've seen that some people identified it in um, Sir Jorah's hand. Yes, I did see that. So, yeah, they were saying that that was Jorah had that sword. Which makes a fun little, so like Jorah's father gave his Valerian steel blade to John, and then Sam is certainly not going to use it. Right. So for him to give it to Jorah, 
is nice. Yeah. So I think we can get into talking about what we think is going to happen in our, our final season here. And uh, we sort of pre-did a bit of speculation the other night in the form of developing bingo cards. Yeah. Dan's lovely partner came up with a great idea and she made it so beautiful and colorful and yeah I'm I'm it's made me even more excited to watch the show to have this to go along with yeah so basically we we had four four of us there and we each came up with 24 predictions not really with any sort of hardline criteria yeah just things that you think are going to happen be genuine about it but don't give yourself too many kind of easy ones where it's like, well, obviously this is going to come true. <laughs> and then we kind of did a, a bit of a draft of sorts to kind of trade and get everybody to have a full board that was a, a mixture of everybody's predictions. And so now everybody's got a, a grid of 24 with a free space in the middle, uh, bingo cards. And I thought it'd be fun to just go over a bunch of them and then talk about how likely we think any of them are to come true mm-hmm. and then maybe just go over a couple other characters and things that we maybe we don't touch on touch base on with some of these predictions. Yeah. So what's something you got there? Which one do you want to start with? Well, I think my actually my first square is a is a pretty good guess, which is Daenerys will be will end up pregnant. Daenerys will end up pregnant. Which yeah. I think seems I mean, she may die, John may die, they <laughs> may both die, but it seems likely that in order to like make the emotional stakes higher, there'll probably be a baby. There'll probably be a baby. I think Tyrion also was definitely brought this up with her last season about sort of the line of succession and Daenerys put it off saying, mm-hmm. We'll discuss this once the battle is done, once we're done fighting. Tyrion wasn't didn't really care for that answer, mm-hmm. but Daenerys is kind of have has her way with the, that situation, and then later when she's talking to John, again John sort of refutes Daenerys' assertion that she can't have any children because what's her face, Mary Mary Mustour, yeah, told her that she can't. Right, he's like uh, a witch that hated you <laughs> said that you couldn't have children. Why yeah. did you believe her? <laughs> exactly. So it's it's it is probably likely that. Daenerys can still have kids mm-hmm. and or that something will happen that sort of signals that the prophecy that Mary Mary am I saying Mirma's Mirma's Mira Mira Mirma's Mazdur I'm like Marie I don't know but <laughs> yeah that that may be something that will because it was something about the sun rising in the wrong direction right. and then mountains crumbling so maybe something about that will become like enacted yeah it could be there could be some literal thing mm-hmm. so I thought that was a pretty good guess and then the other one that i think is definitely going to come true that i'm is that george r martin will not publish winds of winter by the end of the season so i think i can mark that right now that one that one could almost be the free space in the middle (laughs) sorry george that might be that might be the most likely of all of our predictions here other than mine that i put down here in the corner which is that kinvara will not show up again how silly will you feel if she does i'll be pumped If Kinvara shows up again. If if I am wrong on this, then I'll, it's worth throwing the whole game. Mm-hmm. I'll, if Kinvara shows up again and, and is of... I, even if she's not of consequence. Even if they have they get to the end of this and they do a whole, like, hey, where are they now sort of thing, like mm-hmm. five years in the future. And it's like Kinvara hanging out in Marine or whatever. 
Is it going to be like the Harry Potter ending oh, where, wow. <laughs> where the actors will have like sort of bad aged makeup? And the... I'm hoping that maybe it'll be like Bran has like warged into a bird and is flying around mm. and then it gets to each place and everybody's outside their house waving up at the bird. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping happens. Oh, why would you hope for that? <laughs> that actually does bring up something, though, that I think Dan and I were speaking about earlier that when you're making predictions, it's a little tough because there are things that, especially as book readers, I think we feel would make sense to the story and would be sort of things that George has alluded to and that are part of prophecies that are only in the text. But then there's things that the showrunners are likely to do because it would make for a sort of satisfying ending or they don't want to leave any loose ends or if there's a character that people liked and they want to make sure that they sort of show up again before Mm -hmm. the very end, at least sometime, even if it makes no sense. Dan, you mentioned that we'll see um, Robin Aaron. Yeah. And I'm not sure that we need to. I Well, yeah. I, I think it's weird sometimes, if, especially with the Robin Aaron, where they didn't show him for the last mm-hmm. season. And I was kind of like curious what was like, wait, what's going on in the veil? Mm-hmm. But on the at least for the Wikipedia entry for season eight, they do have, uh, as a supporting cast, they have the actor who plays Robin Aaron is listed in here. So it's like, well... I, I guess maybe he will be coming back if he's like here listed as a credit. They also have the actor who plays Edmure Tully listed on here as a credit. Huh. Which I thought they actually talked to that actor and he was like, well, nobody's talked to me about anything. I thought so too. So maybe this is bunk. It is Wikipedia. Who knows? Who knows? But when when we were getting our cards together, I know that you thought there'd be a visitor from Essos who might show mm. up. Do you want to? I did have one of my predictions. I don't know if I ended up, I think it ended up on somebody else's card. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking that perhaps uh, Dario would, would make a return at some point, come to Westeros. I, I mean, I always think it's possible that, again, we would have some sort of like end of the series thing where we would see Dario mm-hmm. in Marine. But that wasn't my what I was thinking. I was thinking Dario... I think my prediction is actually Dario comes to Westeros. Yeah. So they, that he reemerges either to join some sort of fight or to be of consequence in some way. I don't know that that will happen, but I sure. think it's possible. Yeah. I think sort of in the same vein, um, especially related to Danny getting pregnant, I think I think it's possible that she'll have another vision of Drogo and mm-hmm. the baby that she lost as a way to sort of come full circle. Obviously, Jason Momoa has gotten even more popular and famous in the meantime and that people would like to see like one more glimpse of Drogo and to sort of like send her on her way to her for her new life. So that wouldn't surprise me either if I don't know that it's again, I don't know that it's needed, but because he has become so popular and he was a real fan favorite, I think people would be like, yeah, he's back. And he got to say, like, go, my moon and stars. Right. Or, or shout something very, like, angrily and aggressively. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought he was going to, like, gently let her go live her life Oh, well, I mean, it will be not, like, at her. Oh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think a, he's mad. In a positive thing. I guess everything he says. In the kind of, yeah. like, kind of scary positive way that he often yeah. said things. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general there's some questions about returns, who was coming back. There was uh, talk that a lot of actors who had been in the show previously who had potentially even had characters who had died were showing up around the set but they're also supposed to be doing this kind of roundup kind of uh, reunion show thing uh, hosted by Conan O'Brien at some point so mm. it's possible that say a Sean Bean showing up 
is just there to do that and right. not actually be on the show. But I would not be surprised if they took advantage of that and Sean Bean showed up in some kind of vision and mm-hmm. we got a couple lines from him. Or maybe they don't even, um, maybe we don't even see him. Maybe we hear a voice or something. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's that. And part of me is excited about that. And then part of me gets nervous with only six episodes. Mm-hmm. The idea of t- tying up old material and revisiting or like maybe having an unseen flashback, right? Yeah. I hope that flashback is really important because there is some new stuff that I want to see. Right. Like they've got to squeeze a lot of, I imagine, a lot of action into not so many mm-hmm. episodes. Well, you know, I think one character that I would, I think most of the characters I have listed here on like, will they return is sort of like, well, that'd be all right if they were going to bring him back, or I'd be curious what they would do with it. Um, really, only one on here is like, I wish they would bring this person back, but I actually don't know if they will, and that's Mira Reed. Yeah. Because they really just got rid of her last season. In a way that we pointed out at the time made absolutely no sense. Right. Everybody's gathering at Winterfell. The idea of holing up in the neck, you know, where her family is from, was like... What? How does that work? Why? Yeah. why? yeah. Other. I, I mean, I think it was supposed to further demonstrate Bran's alienation, that he didn't really care that she yeah. was leaving. But as someone who's like a fairly good fighter, mm-hmm. why are you going, Mira? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And it was it was bizarre. It was just maybe they wanted to. I mean, it made sense for the like kind of contrived story they told at Winterfell in the last season that they would be like oh once they got rid of Brienne they got rid of like the only other sort of sympathetic battle ready character Mm -hmm. that could have intervened in some way I guess Mm -hmm. but still kind of a shame because I liked the Mira character it seemed like they were developing the relationship with she and Bran in a way that could have even in this very strained way, continue to develop and see like how that changes. And yeah. instead they're just like, eh, let's just send her away. Yeah. You know who I'd like to see again? Quaith. Because they never <laughs> did anything with her. <laughs> and I would be so curious to be like, what's she doing? Why? I mean, ugh. oh, well, that's not going to happen. I wish I didn't put her on my card, probably because I knew <laughs> that we'll never see her again. They just sort of, the, the, TV show had a off and on relationship with prophecy yeah. and how much of the book prophecy they want to engage with and how much they just want to make their own stuff up. And mm-hmm. that was definitely like there an instance of them dabbling and then being like, ah, I don't know. This is maybe <laughs> setting us up for a little more than we're wanting to deliver on. Yeah. But that would, I would be shocked. I would be shocked and so happy if she just like popped up. <laughs> You were supposed to come to a shy. Why did you never go that way? Uh, speaking of a shy, I think Melisandre will certainly be back. I think that I think it may even be confirmed. Like literally, I think that she was mm-hmm. one of the first people that was like, "Yeah, she's like that." Uh, Carrie Van Houten, Houten is like definitely on the cast list. I think that she will come back in a big way. I mean, she said that she needs to die in Westeros, and that Varys needs to die in Westeros. Right. And that she will be making one more return, seemingly a final one. So seemingly death would be imminent for Melisandre. I think that this is maybe one of the more kind of detailed predictions that I would have as far as like, not just like, oh, so-and-so will die. But Mm -hmm. like, I think Melisandre 
will show up around the time of the big battle at Winterfell between the White Walkers and all of the characters we know. And she will have Davos light her on fire in Hmm. some capacity. And that will do something. I don't know what that will do. It seems kind of corny if she would if it would be like an explosion. Well, she might be. But something I think with fire coming out of it and taking out, I would say, a good chunk of zombies, enough to potentially even like turn a battle. Something of that form will happen. So Melisandre gets some redemption. I think so because but through self sacrifice, right? And because Davos said that if to Melisandre, if you ever return to the North, I'll execute you myself. And I think that. She will give Davos, make sure Davos has the privilege of doing that. And so that it won't just be like, I'm coming here to save the day, but mm-hmm. like, I'm coming here to die and you wanted to do it. So here you go. Well, especially for a woman who burned so many people for her maybe to mm-hmm. catch fire, but actually do something. Right. And we know <laughs> that like, we don't know, you know, it, do- it doesn't seem like there is one true sort of deity here that has power over everything, but a lot of different people worship different things that have power. Mm -hmm. And we have seen Melisandre have power in the past through the red god or whatever you want to call him. And so a sacrifice like that of somebody who would be loyal, a loyal servant, and also she was able to raise John from the dead sort of through her own personal emotional response to the situation and right. sort of her humiliation of, of a sense, her, her humility, I should say. So when she was able to sort of like shed all the pretense and do that was when she was able to sort of wield real power. I think in this sense, coming to terms with herself and her mistakes and deciding like upon her self-sacrifice in this way, I think that would yield some sort of tremendous power. I think you're right. I think you're right. And maybe it will imbue Davos with special powers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> maybe he'll wear the, the glamour and yeah, get sort of I think he'll magic. Be, uh, my big prediction is Davos will be able to shoot fireballs out of his hands. Gosh, you know, I'm sure that they'll hear this <laughs> and rewrite that part because they're like, oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm really hoping for that one. All right. So Melisandre is probably out. Who else do you think is a good bet that they will not make it to the end, to the very end? Mm. I think, let's see, back up here on my list. Most of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who's, um, who, who, like, give us a rundown, ones you regret, ones you're happy about, just who you think is, like, pretty... I think, um, I think the Hound and the Mountain mm. are going to have it out, and no matter who wins that fight, I think probably the Hound will win, or they'll both kill each other. I still don't think either of them are making it to the end. Mm-hmm. I think the hound or the mountain is definitely going out, and I think he's going out at the hands of a hound. Mm-hmm. And I think the hound, yeah, will either get killed by his brother also, or um, will get will die later. I don't think there's any way the hound survives yeah. the whole season. Yeah, I think there is the sort of feeling of people who have learned to sacrifice themselves. The hound has sort of learned this lesson. Mm-hmm. Maybe Melisandre will learn this lesson. I think Beric is definitely on that list. He'll probably a similar, yeah. maybe a similar fire death that with his flaming sword, he'll throw himself into a like a, a dire situation with the whites and never come out. Yes. I uh, I think I made a prediction here that Beric dies within the second, you know, he will live no more than two episodes. Mm-hmm. But that was also with us thinking that the battle for Winterfell would be happening in the second episode. That's a good point. We 
both were under the impression that the big battle in Winterfell would be second episode, but now there's whispers. Yeah, on Wikipedia, again, which, you know, take the reliability of Wikipedia for what it is, um, but they do have directors listed for the six episodes and actually, like, specific episodes. So they have David Nutter directing the first two and episode four, and then Miguel Sapochnik doing three and five, and the WB doing six. And Miguel Sapochnik is the director that they've been bringing in for these big battle sequences, in particular the uh, Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. um, though they had somebody else do the the loot train one right. last, last But he season. also did, I think, the Battle of the Wall. Did he do Blackwater as well? He did not do Blackwater, but he did some other big battle mm-hmm. that, that we saw. So if that's how they've been using him and what he's kind of developed renown for, that makes me think that maybe the Battle of Winterfell, if this ordering is to be believed here, would not be until the third episode. And so we'll have two episodes of lead up before that. Right. So that would maybe change my Barrick prediction because I don't three. know <laughs> if he'll die beforehand. He did not, and uh, Tormund seems, mm-hmm. did not probably die at the wall when the ice dragon knocked it down. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm imagining a, a very early shot of like them coming out of a pile of ice <laughs> and being like, whew, whoa, that was something else. And then Ed will also be fine. Yeah, Ed will almost certainly be fine. So who's somebody else? Do you have anybody who you think is not going to make it? I think Grey Worm's probably dead. Maybe mm. both Grey Worm and Missande, just because they're sweet, sweet innocents mm-hmm. and in love. And so they must be punished. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I could see Missande making it out, but they are sort of intertwined mm-hmm. now in a way that... Mm-hmm. Um, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That we do have the Greyjoys, who again we have not seen in the trailers thus far, but certainly, I mean, it would be a twisted irony for Theon to survive this season mm-hmm. as somebody who's sort of like so much out to die. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if that would be an, an interesting turn for him to be like, "Hey, how is it? How is it that with all the stuff that I've been through, I should be the one that should be dead?" But maybe he doesn't, you know. Maybe yeah. he's still forced to continue to live with this and is not given that sort of closure that that he was looking for. Yeah, I think if they go sort of, depending on how many people get a redemption arc, he may die saving Yara. Mm-hmm. But if if they're going to sort of twist the knife in a little bit more, he may not succeed and live. Mm-hmm. I think something's a little bit similar for Tyrion, too. My bet is that he lives, mm-hmm. but there may be a feeling that he outlives everyone else and that mm-hmm. there's a sort of, that he's he's a witness to violence and he outlives everyone in his family and yeah. he outlives the people that he loves. He may outlive Daenerys if she dies. Well, that'll be sort of our big one. I don't, that mm-hmm. one, I really don't know what to think about, about sort of some of our major characters. Yeah. But I think Tyrion will probably live because it will almost cause him to suffer more when he'll think about all the people who have died. Yeah. I think Tyrion is in a really interesting spot here. And I think in season seven, Tyrion's angle got a lot more interesting than it was in season six, mm-hmm. where he was just like milling about in Marine. Right. But him as an actual commander and advisor here is a lot more interesting and we do not know the details of the deal that he struck with Cersei. Right. We don't know how he was able to quote unquote convince her to have a temporary truce, which she really doesn't, mm-hmm. but is under Tyrion is under the impression that she does. Or or is he? 
or you know or does he know that she's not going to keep the truce you know it's a little unclear and then Tyrion looking uh, all kind of skeptical and creepy under the stairs (laughs) while John and Danny are getting it on on the boat is sort of like well what is what is his suspicion here or why is he worried yeah yeah and that could be just because it's like hey don't date the people you work with like you know (laughs) it could be as simple as that but he don't get distracted Daenerys we're busy (laughs) he looks well, it's, it gets messy, right? You've got to fill out an <laughs> HR form. And, yeah, but it could be, he seems maybe a little bit more concerned than just that. Mm-hmm. That there may be something that, because of this union going forward, maybe is going to have long tail kind of bad consequences for something that he struck with Cersei mm-hmm. here. I don't know why, you know, I don't. I don't know. I think that there may be something there that... Tyrion is maintaining a loyalty to the Lannister name and hmm. wanting the continuation of, like, he certainly seems to be having a vested interest in not destroying the old houses of Westeros. He stood up for the Tarleys, mm-hmm. and I think that it's been pointed at him by Daenerys and such that, are you protecting the people that you're saying that you're out to get? Are you protecting your brother and your, your family name? So potentially. Now, I have gone on record many times. I do not think Cersei's pregnancy is real. Mm-hmm. But it's possible that Tyrion, in his sort of like, I don't know, master puppet guy, mm-hmm. thought, well, my queen cannot have children. And if we were to defeat my sister, I might promise her that her child would become the heir mm-hmm. to Daenerys. Because it would be the, probably the kid would be so young that I would be able to mold it. So yeah, there might be some sort of... Mm promise of like well if we beat you i promise you that your kid will still be on the throne because daenerys cannot have children yeah yeah who knows i could see it although i still i still don't think the pregnancy is real because i'm not sure narratively what the point is of it after jamie has gone right but i think the although i just pointed out one so maybe i'm wrong right well no i I, yeah i think it, it may have the purpose may have really been to influence what would be this meeting mm-hmm. here. Well, I think it was meant to manipulate Jamie to a certain sense, but it may have also been a convenient thing to be able to also push an agenda with Tyrion and or whatever was going to happen with this deal. Right. So the the deal itself and Tyrion's involvement in that is really one of my big points of intrigue with the season going forward. I want to know more about like the tension that exists between those things. And and also it's just kind of fun to have another sort of like palace intrigue sort of like thing to speculate about and, and wonder what the consequences will be in a little less like just who's going to die fighting the zombie hordes. Right. Cause I've got a lot more ideas of people who will die. Well, right. I mean, there's a whole, I got like a list of 30 people here. <laughs> And probably three quarters of them probably die to zombies. Yeah. Or other stupid reasons, right? It may be that they're the people who survive the whites and the white walkers end up burnt to a crisp in King's Landing, mm-hmm. who knows that or fighting the Golden Company. So what about our what about our big characters? Your surviving Starks and your Daenerys's and all that stuff. I think I agree with the sort of majority opinion that either John or Daenerys will die. Mm-hmm. But not both? Probably, but I honestly don't know Mm -hmm. which. Because 
there, I mean, there's there's sort of the the legend of Azor Ahai that would suggest that John might even have to kill Daenerys. I always liked the idea that Daenerys would turn villain, right? And mm-hmm. so I was in, I was into that idea. I think it's a little late now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be a real surprise <laughs> at this point. But the writers also know that the speculation is going on, and they may be trying to do something a little bit different than mm-hmm. what we expect. So it's with this weird serpent eating its tail of the internet that it's hard to know what will happen because they're reading everything that we're reading and mm-hmm. may be trying to write in order to dodge our expectations. Yeah, I think that that might be going on. And I think they do a good job in general of being like, oh, this is what everybody thinks is going to happen. We're going to do something different. Yeah. Aside from some other big things, like long speculated stuff about like John's parentage sure. and things like that. That would have been very surprising. It seemed like that was pretty core to the to the plot here. Um, but, you know, even George R. R. Martin has almost certainly told the showrunners how he thinks the story will end. Right. But I don't think at this point the showrunners necessarily would need to even stick to that. I think they could craft their own ending different from even what the bullet points Mm -hmm. that George would have laid out for them would have been. Do Um, you have a feeling about John or Daenerys or either or both? I mean, I really could see it go anyway, but I think that... It's more likely to me that Daenerys makes it out in the end hmm. and is essentially like in charge of everything. But John, I think John has a high likelihood of not only dying, but I think he, through some means that we don't know sort of the the systems at work that would allow this to be the case mm-hmm. or so for the, allow this to be like a benefit or whatever, but I think that he will potentially get turned into a white walker. I agree. Through some sort of <laughs> sacrifice a la how the Night King was made mm-hmm. uh, in that ceremony where they put a dragonglass dagger into his heart. Again, I'm not sure. This this all gets into another separate thing that also would mean that there would be potentially a scene where like White Walkers and humans are in some sort of negotiation and there's White Walkers speaking. I think the Night King will talk. I hope so. Um, we'll see. And that would certainly make them more more interesting as well. And I could envision some sort of, again, John is all about the sacrifice, mm-hmm. and I think he'll do it again in some form or another. But I think, I'll just say, I think he will be turned into, or at least attempted to be turned into a White Walker. And he's not going to, quote unquote, live. Even if at the end of this, he is a living White Walker, he'll yeah. be like, you know, in charge of like north of the wall or something like right, that. Right, that they may need, there may be, he may be an, an, like king of the north, but mm-hmm. of the far north. Right, right. Well, I guess the wall is down now. Maybe they'll, maybe that's, maybe he'll ag- be in exile and they'll mm-hmm. rebuild the wall to keep, and keep John out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about Sansa Arya? You know, I think other than, uh, depending on what would happen with Daenerys, I guess, I think Sansa has a high chance uh, in my view of uh, ruling mm-hmm. in some capacity. I don't know if she would be actually sitting in Iron Throne, but I kind of seeing the end of this show kind of having kingdoms broken up into kingdoms again yeah. and sort of not having one one kind of overarching body. Um, so I think that she will at least rule the North Yeah, through through a seat there. Because I think even if Daenerys is in charge, she's going to, she might like rule from King's Landing, Mm -hmm. but I think it would be, I don't know, I still think it's going to be more of like, more democratic 
and well, more kind of broken up. She already agreed to give Yara some autonomy over the Iron Islands. Right. And who knows if that will still be respected because Yara may not right. be alive. But Daenerys has, always, has already shown herself to be like a little less obsessed with keeping everything mm-hmm. under directly her rule. Yeah, she kind of wavers between wanting to sort of achieve her birthright mm-hmm. status and also rule by the morals that she has been leaning towards in, in the, all of her successive conquers. Right, that she's learned over time. Although her birthright is certainly called into question now. Correct. That's true. She doesn't really have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although if John is king of the White Walkers... <laughs> right. This might change things. Arya, I think, unfortunately, her obsession will, with death will catch up with her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it will happen. Yeah. But... I think that she will not make it out at the end of the season. And it's possible that that scene we saw of her running was actually like not in Winterfell, but somewhere else. I think it probably was Winterfell. But, you know, there's speculation that she will at least make an attempt Mm -hmm. on Cersei's life. She said in previous seasons that she wanted to kill Mm -hmm. her and she was heading down to King's Landing to do so. But I don't think that that will happen. I think even though they haven't made it explicit in the show about the... Valonqar prophecy, I still think it's going to be Jamie. I think so, too. To kill Cersei, or they die together in some way, mm-hmm. you know, burning the city with wildfire or something. Mm-hmm. I think Jamie will, will push her out a window and then also go out a window. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I think Arya will not make it. What do you think about either of them? About, I, I, I agree with, I think Arya will not make it, although I think it's possible that she'll get sort of a Frodo and Gandalf Thing and go mm-hmm. into the what was it the Greylands or whatever. Oh, that, go west of Westeros. She wants to see what's west of Westeros. Yeah. I think it's possible that she may. I mean, she will be again in exile, mm-hmm. but I think she might survive. Sansa, I think, is probably going to survive. And I didn't guess it, but now actually, I'd be nothing would make me happier than if she and Tyrion got remarried, <laughs> um, because it's hard to do better, Sansa, especially after everyone has been killed. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, honestly. I mean, they never. They never technically got annulled, or yeah, that's true. So they are still they are still married, I guess. Yeah, and then I think um, as for the other Stark kids, Bran is probably going to end up under a tree. Maybe the tree at Winterfell. Maybe mm. maybe he'll end up um, somehow in the root system of the weirwood at Winterfell, like becoming part of the tree. Yeah, I so see, oh, he'll be he'll be alive, but not really. I I see him as uh, I think he's gonna do some warging mm-hmm. this season mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's going to be warging into the dragon maybe because mm-hmm. there was always a speculation that or not speculation but the the previous three-eyed raven said he would fly right. even though he wouldn't walk again he has technically like been warging into birds but that always seemed a little anticlimactic for what that claim was it, sure it always seemed like oh well he'll, he'll warg into like what's the thing that flies that everybody's sort of talking about it's the dragons I think in some form he will warg into something and his body will will be killed. And so mm-hmm. he will be stuck in whatever um, he's worked into. Like a dragon. Yeah, like a dragon. <laughs> so he may be Bran the dragon. Gosh, I'm sorry. That sounds super lame. <laughs> I, well, I just think, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I think the show will do. I really want whatever Bran does this season to be of consequence. I think for his whole journey to do all this stuff, and the only thing is, like, 
he was already warging into stuff. So it wasn't just about like being better at that. It was having all of this knowledge. And I know he's going to tell John about his heritage or Mm -hmm. his uh, parentage, but you know, he doesn't really like, what's it, what was all having all this information for? You're so right. He's gotten so much screen time. It has to, maybe he'll be able to do the communicating with the white walkers. If there Mm. is some sort of, if they have some sort of sit down. Yeah, actually that, that he, that he might be able to do that, especially if they are set against having the White Walker speak, which they seem to have been in the past, that they're like, we won't hear them. Maybe he'll be able to communicate telepathically. I like that a lot. I hadn't thought of that, but mm-hmm. that, I think that's, that seems pretty, I think that seems pretty likely that he would be able to be a go-between. Mm-hmm. He's um, been touched. He's mm-hmm. the reason that the wall could come down, right? Yeah. Or something like, I don't, well, I mean, he was the reason definitely that, oh, not the wall, that the Night King and everyone else could enter the, the three-eyed raven's tree. Right. So he's he's been tainted already. Right. So he may he, that may be his sort of like a dark mark, sort of Harry Potter, you know. <laughs> it's so hard not to refer to Lord of the Rings and Harry <laughs> Potter <laughs> and everything else that we all yeah. sort of floating around in our consciousness. They're they're using very similar tropes, sometimes to different mean to different ends, but yeah. often very similar. Who's left that we haven't talked about? We haven't real we talked a little bit about Cersei, I guess. Basically, I think we're going to have the confrontation at Winterfell, mm-hmm. and that's going to be in the first half of the season. <laughs> of maybe not episode two, but at least by episode three. And then, uh, which is really all we've seen of the show so far. And then there's a sec- second half of the season. And are the White Walkers still alive for that? Are they moving forward? And is everybody falling back? Are the White Walkers defeated and you know, now it's between the humans that are left that are still fighting. That seems less likely. I, I get it's the what I was talking about is sending importance. If you have defeated the dead, yeah. what care you for Cersei and the Golden Company? Right. And certainly everybody in Westeros is going to side with the people who fought against <laughs> the undead. Instead of the the woman who was like right. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna sit this one out. <laughs> and then I'm gonna stab you in the back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think we don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really even have a, a clear idea. Yeah. I think there will be a big battle at King's Landing, but who's fighting what? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. And, um, uh, one of the predictions on my board is that the Red Keep gets blown up with wildfire. I think that's also been heavily foreshadowed. Mm-hmm. So probably. And more so even in the, in the books mm-hmm. too, where Cersei's sort of affinity for wildfire is more than just the sept, though they haven't even gotten to that part and mm-hmm. potentially like in the books. But a lot of people are saying like, oh, she's like really got this kind of mad king, mad queen streak in her. And I imagine that Kyburn is in in this time has been working on something horrible, right? Like he'll surprise us still with one more horrible trick up his sleeve. Yeah. It's surely not just the big harpoon thing. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be something other kind of monstrous going on. Yeah. I feel like. And that will probably be his undoing in some way as well, mm-hmm. sort of playing God kind of thing. Let's see who's left. I mean, is the Golden Company going to be of any consequence? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they are going to be fodder, <laughs> <laughs> but probably will not change the tide of any battle. Yeah, I think so too. I'm. I, I guess I'm just mainly curious if like with everything getting set up at Winterfell, if... Cersei and company strike first, mm-hmm. like even before the White Walkers come, mm-hmm. maybe they will actually strike first. 
and then maybe like in the midst of that fight the the white walkers arrive and the sort of golden company gets caught in the middle and they're yeah. just done with yeah i think one of my predictions on bingo was that harry strickland the leader of the golden company will uh, appear in one episode and then die in the next one <laughs> yeah <laughs> wherever that happens I, it'll be a two episode arc i think you are right for mr strickland i think that's likely the night king I said that I think he'll talk. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get too much else. I do think it's interesting as far as like the predictions about John becoming a White Walker mm-hmm. that we certainly saw the ceremony how the Night King was created, but we've also seen the Night King touch the baby and turn it into a White Walker. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe the White Walkers can turn people into White Walkers other than necessarily the way the children of the forest turned a person into one. Right. And that Bran has that mark on his arm from merely being touched, but he wasn't actually there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's just a mark. Like right. maybe if he could have held on to the actual person longer, that can do it. Mm-hmm. So there might be other ways of like turning things and turning people into White Walkers that aren't just the ceremony. And maybe then maybe that will come into play somehow. Maybe Daenerys will have a baby, and John will let the baby be turned Ooh. into a White Walker. <laughs> maybe that'll be the yeah or sam's baby i mean or baby sam although he's not a ba- i mean he's he's gonna be like six now mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it reminds me a little bit of the uh, storyline from the book where they, they they totally didn't follow with val's baby and the switch yeah. between gilly and val's baby but there might be some sort of baby switch it'd be yeah it'd be kind of uh amusing if the white walker if the night king was just like well that's all i wanted let's go back <laughs> like you took Craster's baby, we need just, that baby. Just wanted a baby. Come on. <laughs> but that's part of what I think is possible. That there's a there's a treaty, a long-standing treaty that's been forgotten, uh-huh. and that humans don't realize that they've somehow broken it. Maybe there's just some you know deep-seated infertility complex in the White Walkers. We haven't seen any ladies. We haven't seen any ladies. They need to steal babies so that they can reproduce. <laughs> they just need to steal babies. And it's just they're you know. They've got some deep-seated masculinity issues going on. Don't we all? <laughs> Actually, this this whole world has some deep-seated masculinity issues. And yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, stuff yeah. going on with those White Walkers. Or maybe Cersei and the Night King will end up together, which I predicted many episodes ago. The Night King just needs a Night Queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that silly note. <laughs> oh, and I think the dragons will all be dead. Yeah. I think that's probably true, that this is a sort of brief resurgence of magic in the world, but that it started where basically all magic had disappeared, and that by the time of the end, that like also most magical things will have disappeared. Mm -hmm. So again, with like Melisandre probably dying, maybe all of the characters that we know are magic. Mm -hmm. Actually, that suggests maybe that Bran will die too. But the, the, the supernatural things probably won't last longer than the show. I don't think so. I think in with the wall coming down and stuff like that, it's sort of... We're gonna reach a time where like we don't actually need this and mm-hmm. we don't need this wall anymore because it's nothing out there that we're needing to hold back from right. from coming down anymore so yeah so it's a lot of stuff and we didn't even you know we didn't get to everything but i want to encourage folks if they want to play uh bingo along with us i mean we'll, could we put pictures of these on our twitter yeah we'll we'll share some pictures of our boards but i do think half just to share them i do think half the fun or at least half the fun of doing the bingo is making the board and making your own predictions Mm -hmm. so i would encourage getting together at least a couple other people and coming up with some predictions and then doing an arrangement uh on on a bingo board so you can so you can have it to play 
and uh, see who can both get the five in a row, but also who can get the most kind of predictions right. Makes for a fun game. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing it. I was looking forward to the season anyway, but now I've got Me a game too. to play. Me too. Yeah, I'm happy about this. So we'll share those. And I think going forward, we're, of course, going to be continuing to do our podcast episodes with the final season here. But we will be doing them remotely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm moving city. It's for good reasons. <laughs> and unfortunately, we'll be moving before the the premiere starts. I'm actually starting my new job <laughs> starts the day after the premiere of Game of Thrones Season 8. So that'll be fun. I'm sure I'll be very wide and awake and ready to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll shoot for doing them uh, every week and sort of putting them up the Friday after mm-hmm. the premiere of the, the previous Sunday. So we'll kind of see how that goes. I'm sure it'll be good. But uh, probably won't. we probably won't do another episode before the season starts. I think not. I've also heard, I mean, the trailer, I've heard that we're only going to get this one trailer. Mm-hmm. I guess it's possible if they drop something huge that we try to do a tiny episode about it. Yeah. But I think it's going to be pretty much radio silence until the 14th. Right. Yeah, I think that as well. And even if it was a little thing, maybe not enough yeah. to warrant, we could maybe just address it in the sure. in the first issue. Uh, first issue. Yeah. <laughs> of our forthcoming magazine, um, The Mummer's Farce. The Mummer's Farce Reader. Oh. Um, Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> So until then, I think we'll call this to a close, though. You can, of course, find all of our podcasts on Spotify and Google Play and the iTunes store or themummersfarce.libson.com. If you want to share any of your bingo boards or find the ones that we're going to share, mummersfarcepod is our handle on Twitter. And uh, if you want to send any questions or your own predictions uh, or share some photos of, uh, of your own bingo boards, either by adding us on Twitter or send us an email at the Mummers Farce podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what do you think that the Night King will be the first thing? What's, will be, what will be the first words out of the Night King's mouth? Well, that's for you to decide. That's <laughs> yeah, for you to... It'll take me a while to think. <laughs> Hello. It's cold. <laughs> All right. Well, that... <laughs> anyway. Um, I guess the countdown starts now. Yeah, so we've got about a month till the show starts. Uh, and if you're seeing this when we come up, it'll probably be up a couple of days from when we're recording this. We look forward to playing Bingo Game of Thrones along with everybody uh, when season eight rolls around finally on April 14th. April mm-hmm. 14th. So we will see everybody then. Thank you so much, Kate. All right, thanks, Dan. Bye. Bye.